Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech Podcast. My guest today is Sebastian Roy. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, AI and machine learning. So, Sebastian, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, and you? Yeah, good. Yeah. So, tell me a bit about your work in uh, the AI field, and we'll we'll start with that. Sure. So, we work to um, we're running crew scheduling and routing optimization for transportation companies, and so we're applying different types of AI to uh, solving those problems for our customers. We've been doing that. So the company has existed since 2017, and uh, we're having a few customers, uh, mostly in the airline industry. Hmm. Well, what kind of work are you doing for them? What uh, what applications of AI? Yeah. So in a nutshell, any transportation companies has people that will operate vehicles and have a fleet of vehicles they need to operate and maintain. And most of the operators will have some training to go through uh, so that they, they keep their recency for safety. Typically, there's passengers involved. And um, so organizing all that is a very hard problem. So there's many moving parts that need to be put together. And so we basically capture the uh, what was previously done manually by planners uh, with an algorithm that figures out the ideal way to organize those resources to operate effectively. What does it mean an operator? A pilot? The stewardesses? The crew? I mean, who, who is an operator? Exactly. So what we call the operator is the actual company that owns a, a certificate to operate aircraft, and they will have to crew them. So typical crew for commercial aircraft will be pilot, co-pilot, uh, uh, one, two, four, a cabin crew. And if you think more of charter operation, which is where we're currently mostly focused on, uh, you'll have one or two people in the cockpit and one to three people in a cabin, uh, depending on the size of the aircraft. And so you want to take, like to staff your aircraft and you want to uh, book your flights on available aircraft from your fleet. Well, what kind of training are we talking about? You know, how to fly the plane, how to serve the people on the plane and you know how is yep. it done currently yeah so the training will mostly be for pilots uh, how to operate the uh, apparatus so the avionics part and they can vary from one aircraft to the next and there's regulations around the number of aircraft you can be qualified to operate and so as a pilot uh, through your career you might want to upgrade the type of aircraft you're flying which might, typically goes with a higher pay um so they need to be recent, uh, make sure that the safety compliance is observed from them. For cabin crew, it's safety as well. So like the safety procedure we're used to here every time we board on a flight. All right. So how is it done currently and what's, uh, what is the improvement that you think AI is going to bring? Yeah. So typically you'll have like um, people. So yeah, so those companies start fairly small. They have maybe one or three, one to three aircraft. Uh, maybe a dozen crew members. And so they can manage that manually fairly efficiently. 
But at some point, the fleet gets so large that uh, they need to hire more and more people to solve that. So they basically shuffle people around. It can be pen and paper approach or spreadsheets, or it could be uh, drag and drops, uh, dragging and dropping activities on a Gantt chart. And it may take. So one example, one of the one of our customers would spend 12 hours every week to produce the schedule for the next few days. Um, and the AI part will automate what they're doing. So what they what they do is uh, look at flying hours. So how many consecutive flying hours am I working on? They have uh, rules on the, the number of days off per week that each crew member must have uh, preferences and all that stuff. So they build a kind of list and check those boxes as they organize stuff around, shuffle things around. Uh, for the time that they have to do it until the day of operation. And now the the AI part will just automate the whole thing. So think of it as a, a recipe to produce schedules that is done by computer. So it goes much faster. And at the same time, the computer can look at all possibilities at once, as opposed to a single one, the one you're generating. So you can lead, uh, you can generate much better solutions. So for example, you could book more flights per aircraft. Uh, you could uh, uh, be more compliant to preferences from crew members um, and things like that. Well, what causes problems right now with uh, with getting flights off the ground? They can't find people with the right training or that have been trained uh, on a particular aircraft or what are the bottlenecks? Yeah, so today, if you think of commercial flights that are being canceled, most of those are canceled because of weather conditions. But it has a massive ripple effect because the aircraft that's not picking up, say, in New York that should land in Chicago won't land because of weather. So they need to find another aircraft to to, to book on those flights. And uh, some crew members might be delayed. Uh, so a flight might be late because of weather condition. And then the crew that was planned to board on another flight might be above hours, so it's not legal anymore for them. It's not safe for them to fly the next aircraft, so they need to source new people, and it has a very big ripple effect because everything is connected. It's a huge network of connected airports from one specific um, carrier, and all those aircraft are booked on flights, so if one is missing, then <laughs> everything breaks down. Well, how do the airlines react? they got to cooperate with each other, it sounds like. You know, if a Delta flight is coming in and four other flights are going out that kind of depend on it, what do they do? You know, do they, yes. you know, stream when someone cancels a flight? Is <laughs> they're not prepared or how does this work? Yeah, so they, they, they will figure out, uh, it's done manually mostly, so they have to figure out uh, what they need to address. And this is why you would say, like, you'd see a two hours delay turning into five hours, turning into 10, turning into a canceled flight. It's the time that they allow themselves to figure out that they can sort it out on their own. And those problems are so large that uh, it's algorithmically very hard to solve. And on the day of operation, this is a very, very hard problem to solve. So so what we're doing uh, at Lean Systems is mostly the planning part and the operating part uh, is so much harder that there's no known solution to that problem as of yet beyond like manual scrambling. So is your solution working? Is it deployed yet? And how much do you think this will save in terms of delays and problems? Yeah, so uh, yes, people are using it. It's deployed. Um, we have uh, 
five customers in production right now. And, um, and like the uh, typical savings will be, so one example would be they decrease the size of their fleet by 10% while, while increasing the amount of work they can do by 20%. And so the efficiency of the fleet is much larger. And once you move to uh, an automated AI-driven uh, scheduling process, then you have much more control over buffers to be able to um, address those last-minute problems like weather conditions or aircraft maintenance problems. Um, a proactive part on the maintenance front is that uh, we're running uh, maintenance scheduling as well, uh, which is pretty new in the industry. As far as I know, no, nobody does that. So in the airline, um, you could try to predict when aircraft will break down, but uh, there's regulations around when you need to go back to maintenance. And so the uh, going to maintenance depend on the number of flying hours a specific aircraft has. And so you need to book the flights before you can know when they're going to maintenance. So it's sort of a chicken and egg problem where you need to book flights to know when you need to go on maintenance. But you need to know when you'll be going to maintenance so you can book the flights. So there's this loop where we initially solve the flight bookings to get an estimate on the maintenance windows. And then based on that, then we can plan the flights to hit those maintenance windows. And so you'll be much more effective at maintenance. So you can run uh, preemptive maintenance much more effectively than, than doing it manually, which is how it's done today. So what do you think is going to be the effect? Or are you seeing the effect yet of your software? So most of it is in terms of uh, effective usage. So uh, like the biggest advantage for one of our customers is that they can basically sell more flights with the same size of the fleet. And they improve, uh, dramatically improve uh, uh, crew satisfaction. And so pilot sh shortage is a very real thing today. It's true in the trucking industry as well. So it's a very important competitive advantage for any carrier to offer better work conditions to their pilots and to their drivers so that they can attract more people so they can grow their business more effectively. So you said effective usage, but what, what is that composed of? Is that the number of flights that you can sell or is that the amount of downtime or the amount of delays or, you know, what are the metrics that airlines are judged on, not just by the crew and the pilot, but the passengers? They make more money. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly the number of flights sold and the number of empty flying. So any repositioning. So when you lower repositioning and you book more flights on the same size of the fleet, then you're much more effective, much more profitable for the same operating cost, basically. What about um, you know our airlines ranked in terms of number of flights that are delayed and how long they're delayed or maintenance problems? I mean, what other factors? There's got to be other factors besides just you know, the airline makes more money that play into this. Yeah, so the delay part is the operating part. So it's kind of different than what we do. We're doing the planning part. And so during the day of operation, uh, things that will affect delays and stuff like that is how they can better plan, basically, so that they can react more effectively on those delays. And so th this effect is like a third order effect that will happen when say 90% of the airline companies will be using AI-driven solutions to uh, organize their planning, which is not the case right now. Yeah, but once your planning goes into effect, it's going to affect operations tremendously. Absolutely. You have a metric where it reduces the average delay by X amount or the average number of cancellations by Y amount or those kind of metrics. I would think that would come directly out of what you're doing. 
So do you have any feel for what that might be? Or who knows? Yeah, we're, too early to tell. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit early for us to tell about like these secondary effects. Well, I mean, uh, we're all going to benefit from this software because the airlines suck, in my opinion. And uh, <laughs> you know, the whole thing is just like a black box nightmare. You sit there and, you know, they're like, oh, there's maintenance or there's weather and, you know, on the moon and we can't fly. So, yeah, that's really yeah. good stuff. I think the worst so is uh, often they, they just don't know exactly. Like they know there's like some something missing and it's typically tied to weather, but the actual precise reason why, why this flight is not going is typically pretty obscure because the amount of information to process to get like to the bottom of this is really large and those systems are poorly connected right now. So when do uh, when you think uh, passengers and crew and all that will experience en masse uh, your software? When is it going to be, you think, fully rolled out and having an effect? Yeah, so hopefully in the next five years, we should reach critical mass in uh, across the smallest carriers, which should have a much bigger effect than what is being done right now. So the largest carriers already have similar solutions, but they're not super effectively rolled out So because they're like small companies within a large company. And so the more the rising stars of the airline industry will be using that software, the more uh, direct the effect will be felt from the user. Oh, very good. So what's the best way for uh, people to find out more about uh, your software and, and contact you with questions or ideas? Yep. So they can reach our website uh, at uh, www.leansystemswithns.co. And uh, there's many ways to reach us out through the website. Uh, there's a chat box, there's email and so on. And they can reach us out and learn more about our company and how we can help them. Very good. Well, Sebastian, thank you for coming on the call. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.